Fan. Left for dead on the sands of Tatooine. fear. I intend to rule with respect. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very intense opening episode of the Boba Book Club here on the Yes Absent channel on YouTube. Abby's at a concert. Oh, hell yeah. Isn't that Evan Essence song? (laughs) No, man. (laughs) Boba Fett, baby! (laughs) Welcome, everybody. We're super excited to be back. It's been a year. We couldn't call it Midnight Mando. Sorry, we got some extra audio there. I just had to stop the music. Something weird was happening. Hello, everybody. God. It's been a year since Midnight Mando. And um, I'm not going to lie to you. We couldn't call the show Midnight Mando anymore because Mandalorian is not on right now. And <laughs> none of us want to do the show at We're all too old to stay <laughs> up that way. Bad idea that was. We were thinking brunch with Boba. Uh, earlier. Breakfast with Boba. Breakfast with Boba. Uh, last week's episode of Boba Fett. Lots of different names were thrown around, but we're back. The crew is here. I'm excited to introduce everybody. We're all familiar. You know who we are, but we're going to do it anyway. Joining me from somewhere, a cabin in Saskatchewan, I think. Ryan Dole, you're on location. Where are you? I am still at my parents' place in Saskatchewan, where with the wind, it is a solid minus 50. (laughs) Minus 50. All right. Well, Mm. you know, if any AT-AT show up. You know what to do. I'm sleeping in a tauntaun tonight. <laughs> you got to double it at 20, though, right? You're on the That's right. system. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sleeping in a tauntaun tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say the three things I almost just said. I'm, do- I'm getting like, better. I'm getting know, better. Sometimes one of us has to sleep in a tauntaun. Uh, Jacob Walsh, what's up, man? Listen, I don't know if I'm supposed to have toys to show off, a fuck budget prepared uh, Godzilla <laughs> movie. To- I don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, too busy. I, I too called busy. Jake today and said, "Hey, we have the Star Wars show tonight." And he said, "What? What Star Wars show?" <laughs> uh, but we're excited that he's here. Um, Abigail Gardner, yes, welcome Hello. to your show. Yeah, thank you for having me back, and thank you to everyone who's in the chat. This is awesome. I missed everyone. Yeah, um, we're gonna go to the chat in a minute. Show. And say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then joining us all the way from somewhere in the Hollywood Hills. Mr. Troy Benjamin, are you can't in the Hollywood, the Hollywood Hills? No, no you can't. No. Oh. <laughs> from somewhere <laughs> outside <laughs> in an affordable range. From somewhere in affordable. California. Yes. Somewhere affordable. <laughs> uh, founder of Ghostbusters HQ and, of course, co-host of the wonderful Ghostbusters Aww. Interdimensional Crossrip and a hell of a good fan, man, Star Wars friend. Band. A good van? He's a good <laughs> fan if you think about good it. Fans. He's a transformer? Sometimes. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, Troy, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, guys. I'm so glad to be back. This is, like you said, it was. it's a year, and I can't believe it's been a year. I, I can, and I cannot believe it's been a year. It's one of those things. We haven't talked to Troy in a year. But, no, we don't talk. Yeah. No, we when it's done. over. None of us. None over. of us. Who are you people? Ever. So we have a lot of catching up. Um, tonight we're going to be reviewing trailer two of Ghostbusters Afterlife. And then we're going to. I hear it's good. <laughs> I hear it's good. Uh, I think they showed too much. By the way, 
we did a great breakdown of trailer two Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Troy and Chris were there, so it's in the archives. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. <laughs> um, and it was twenty years ago. It was. Oh, wow. It was. Somebody removed it from the archive memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so wonderful, the mind of a child. <laughs> basically what we're going to be doing is for the next seven weeks we're going to get together normally this we're going to go back to friday nights uh because everybody's got obligations and jobs and everything else but tonight boba fett debuted last night at three in the morning and we wanted to get ahead of the curb and also we're not going to do a show on new year's eve although the more i thought about it i was like i bet the YGS audience is, is all going to be home in? on new year's eve oh, well, that's like, <laughs> they're all going to be at the club I'd nice. rather be doing a show. Yeah, honestly, yeah. at least we'll get to see my friends. <laughs> Craig and I did New Year's Eve last year. I think we did a Zoom thing, and then we ended up buying Masters of the Universe toys. Yeah, it was Big a countdown until Big Bad Toy Store put up Masters pre-orders. Wow. So it's if sad you need a white chest. We were calling each other like, which ones are you getting? Did you get this one? <laughs> I haven't even scare glows up. Scare glows up. I haven't seen the listing for Stinkor yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, we should do it. We'll do a YHS New Year's Eve. Sure. We're not. We're going to be out of town. Oh, that's okay. the whole that's the real reason. I like how Craig's giving me the curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come Conti- on. Come continue. On. Don't make false promises. Okay. Um so anyways, Book of Boba Fett, we're super excited. We're going to be running it down, giving our thoughts, feelings, reactions. By the way, let's go to the chat and see who's here. John Yurkeva, Ray Cameron, Jason Grosowski. I don't know his name, <laughs> but he's a great man. Grosowski. Randalorian. Tony Taylor, by the way, head over to Crypt Creepers Toys. Figures still available, but going fast. Almost a sellout. Uh, AJ Quick. Jessica Parker. The Blue Chainsaw Man. He'll kick you out if you start acting up. Joseph Mays, and so on and so on. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Lawrence. Cat Hansen, and then so I'm cat. and Potty D walks here too. Um, yeah, we miss you. We'll see you soon. It's all good. It's all good. Okay, let's start talking about the book of Boba Fett. The new show debuted today. It is kind of a follow up to the Mandalorian, kind of its own thing. We're gonna get into it. Let's round table it, Troy. I got to give you the stage. Mm-hmm. Opening oh, no. thoughts. Oh my god. Give us your uh, high level thoughts. What did you think? It was. Uh, it was. Fun in the sense that I was like, oh my god, we have we have Star Wars to look forward to because it's been Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. We had Hawkeye, we had Loki, uh, and so it took me like five, ten minutes to like fully get back into Star Wars mode, which was kind of funny. Um, but it's awesome. Like they they dealt with all of the exposition that they had to do in such a great way with the Bakta flashbacks and stuff and. Uh, I was like, I, there's no way we'll see him come out of the Sarlacc. And it's like the first shot in the thing. I love that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I I loved it. I dug it. I'm I'm excited to see where it's going to go because right now it feels very small. And I'm really excited to see it yeah. kind of open up and, and see the world outside of Jabba's. Okay. Mm. All right. I agree with all that. Ryan? I give it eight credits. Are we still doing that? I sure, don't know. You can, you can give it anyway. credit. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I I I loved it. I do, and I'm I'm with Troy too. I like how they they kicked it off, and not only do we get to see him how he escaped the Sarlacc pit, we get right inside of it, and it's disgusting and lovely, and it's so ah, it's yeah. gross. Well, inside I, the Sarlacc pit, there was a a dead stormtrooper. How was it? All of questions. Our, all of our Rancor pre-orders. There's so much crap in there. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie Monster has labs. Oh, yeah, that was my great. God. 
Um, okay, yeah. Uh, so you're in. You give it eight credits. You're into it. You you like? I'm it into it. I, I love the slow burn they're kind of doing with this. What what it feels like it already feels like a slow burn for a yeah. show, right? Like because we don't even know what they're quite setting up yet. True. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I agree with that. No, uh, I mean, okay, Jake. Yep. First thoughts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, you you asked me the other day if if I thought um, the first episode something big was going to happen, and and I think I did think something big was going to happen, but it was kind of uh, it was kind of nice to have sort of a chill like get to know Boba episode. You know, it was just like cool, let's do it, especially for someone who like up until the Mandalorian kind of hated Boba Fett. Kind of hated. Kind of <laughs> hated. I'm going to call you out right now. There have been plenty of times in our, like, little YHS group chat where I've been yeah. like, oh, I fucking love Boba Fett. They should bring him in. You're like, fuck Boba Fett. He's <laughs> shit. I, he's overhyped I, and he's shit. And he, he, would- <laughs> he, he 100% was, and I will stand by everything I said about Boba Fett, but that goes to show you how good Mandalorian was because now I was like, both that's pretty cool i like i like this <laughs> yeah but, now you're doing yeah. tattoos yeah, dude, for a living. <laughs> yeah dude i was into it and, and and real quick like you're talking about that whole sarlacc pit thing i love that like for years people are like well how does he get out of sarlacc pit? how is he gonna do it we're gonna get to see it it's two minutes long and it's just like well he just fucking crawled out <laughs> yeah <laughs> he didn't yeah, even fucking he fucking kill build right out of it that's it <laughs> yeah but i love that that undertaker hand out of the dirt <laughs> That he does, you know, like after a buried alive match. And- yeah. Ryan, I also compared uh, Boba to The Undertaker. And when Craig played the music for me the first time today for the intro to this show, I was like, yes, this is wrestling music. This he's uh, was talking about how much <clears throat> that that like his his return and his like sexiness and how brutal it is, is like, I like it. I, I like that it's uh, that the episode had little dialogue. Um, for pretty much, it felt like a, a log portion yeah. of the episode when uh, Bob was kind of going on his journey and being beaten down and you're like kind of feeling that. I loved for, when it comes though to the beginning of the episode, I agree with all y'all on the Sarlacc pit. It was like just such a cool immediate um, answer to what we were all wondering, which is how does this happen? And it's like, all right, let's move on. And yeah. I, I like the setup of this right. episode. I'm very pumped to see more. I would give this 8.5 uh, tentacles. <laughs> okay, I oh, I like where we're going tentacles. with this. Now, but does, like when he's in the sand, when he's in the the sarlacc, though, it reminds me of like when you're a kid in a ball pit, you sink to the bottom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bro. That's yeah. what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. that just reminded me of that one time that McDonald's had a a, a nest of rattlesnakes inside <laughs> the ball pit. <laughs> Stormtrooper yeah. in there. Um, Atlanta's wild. So. I really love Return of the Jedi. So anything adjacent to it, I'm all in on. Showing the Sarlacc pit, amazing. Crawling out, destroyed Jabba sail barge. I love it. I, I was like, but in my mind, I was like, well, how long after the events of Return of the Jedi, like, you know, after the battle, everyone bails. And then was this an hour later? Was this a day later? Like, are we going <laughs> to yeah, see I, like Luke and Hal Han Clay brought up that same thing to me today as well? Like, how long was he in there for? Two years? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, are we going to see Han Solo in the background, like doing his eyes? Like, oh, I'm still R two serving drinks. <laughs> um. So, was Max Rebo on the sail barge because he survived? Oh, I meant to say, Jake. You hey, said you were, ooh, was it there was chaos going on? Barge too. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. apparently survived yeah. the sail barge. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's okay. lifeboats, right? Sure. <laughs> they, uh, 
Yeah, sure. Bib, Bib Coming Fortuna. soon to Hasbro Pulse. Life's gifts. Bib Fortuna is like uh, laying on a door, you know, and it's, it's like Titanic. But... Yeah, but there's no way Bib Fortuna and all those Gamorrean guards could fit on that door in the sand. That's why there's only two Gamorrean guards left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so just kind of kicking it off, I like the narrative uh, storytelling that they're doing here. I like that we're seeing the flashbacks that kind of show us what happened to Boba Fett after the events of return of the Jedi. Obviously we know from the Mandalorian that he teamed up uh, with the uh, Tusken Raiders and the, the sand people at some point. So we're seeing how that happened. That the, as the story unfolded, we're seeing him be in the situation, earning the trust mm-hmm. of, of these people. Um, but and as interesting as that stuff is, I'm more invested in where this store kind of like Troy was saying, like, where is this going? Like, okay, Boba Fett is now going to be the crime Lord of a, a, a nice, uh, Benelephant. Benelephant? 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 Is that a new Star Wars creature? Is that a new creature? Yeah, that's the name of the creature from the end. Oh, it's a benevolent. The benelephant. Benevolent kind of fair crime lord, a little bit different for now. Okay, yeah. Crime lord with a heart. He won't torture. I've seen Breaking Bad. I am the one who knocks. So... Let's talk about some of our favorite stuff in the episode. We don't have to go in order. Like everybody watched, everybody saw what happened in the episode. So let's just kind of round table and talk about some of our favorite moments, things that really got our Star Wars juices going. Because I know there was a couple times for me where I just went like, oh shit, there, this is something cool. And I'm excited that my yes. eyes are looking at it. Yes. I feel like a benelephant. <laughs> I was an elephant in the room. Uh, Ryan, you can kick it off. I can kick it off. All right. I'll. Uh, I'll try to say, I won't say everything because there is a lot in this episode that I thought was super, super cool as far as world building. I think that was Moss Espa that we were walking through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'll just kick it off. Let's talk about those. Uh, they got Hotmail Toilets now. That is something we never had before, which I <laughs> thought was kind of cool. They're usually like, um... <laughs> they just got those, usually got the big foreheads and the sharp teeth. And they're all, nah, 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 right? And this guy was all like, can I shine your helmet? Right. He was all, and then, you know, they had like babes everywhere. And I like that they had the Rex droid from star tours, uh, dealing cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made the Disney park, the Batu feel more connected now mm-hmm. to things. And I just like that whole nightclub. Cause we, I get like, we brought him up. Max Rebo, uh, mm-hmm. Was that Fragrant Dan? They were playing a cover of the song it from the was Cantina. Like the, the Latin jazz version. The of Latin it. jazz. <laughs> version. Oh, yeah. I have a theory. Okay, have a theory. Well, okay let's okay. hear it. I think the Cantina music from A New Hope is actually a cover of what they were playing. I think the Latin jazz. That's version the original. Is the original. <laughs> oh, that's the original band. <laughs> yeah, that's oh. the original. Okay. Well, because it was a hive of scum and villainy, so I could see some like cover band coming in and just being like, let's. <laughs> Let's do some kiss covers, brown eyed girl and Cantina Yeah, they band. don't know. By the way, I think it's kind of like I think that's like a super group, like Figure and Dan. Is that it, Figure and Dan? Yeah, Figure yeah, and Dan. Uh, Fingering Dan. Yeah. Finger and Dan and uh, uh, Max Rebo. That's like Audio Slave or something. Script <laughs> 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 down project. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to add actually. Um, Jake, you said that nothing like major happened in the episode. Like it wasn't like like what's the thing that everyone's talking about? For me though. 
Max Rebo's appearance like was was a moment that I screamed and got very yeah, excited. That's as big as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, for me personally, people. yeah. Like I'm I'm a huge <laughs> Rebo fan. Um it's really cool to see him playing again. Yeah. The show <laughs> never gets better for Abby. She's just like, no, that, this is Max ten out of ten tentacles. With Rebo. You're gonna show us Max in the first episode and never pull Fuck through with me. that storyline? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's a, that better be a backdoor pilot. Dude, Matt, it turns out Max Rebo is the mayor. Actually, dude, like I want the plot to be circling around Max Rebo, and I wanted to mention uh, Garza Fwip is the owner of the sanctuary, the cantina we're talking about, and uh, she's played by Jennifer Beals, who is from like L Word fame and uh, Flashdance, and I'm a huge fan of hers, and was really excited to see her on screen. Um, what did she call it? She called it a utopia. Uh, her, like a little slice of paradise Sanctuary. or something. A little like slice that. of paradise. Yeah. Thank you. Paradise. Well, yeah. it definitely didn't feel. Um, and anybody who wants to chime in on this can. It did not feel like your normal place you see on Tatooine, right? Everything on Tatooine is kind of like yeah, or different. even in Star Wars so far. Well, the fucking Jabba's gone. The Emperor. The you know, it's everybody's mm-hmm. chill, a little more chill now. You know, if Jabba was the one ruling over the town, and he's fucking dead somewhere. So maybe right. they're all just like. Fuck it. Well, Relax. Just, yeah. By the way, yeah. not to go back. I don't think anyone took Bib Fortuna seriously either. No. <laughs> you know who should that join dude. that band with Max Rebo and uh, Figure and Dan? That uh, uh, that singer from the Galactic Star Cruiser that everyone loves. <laughs> yeah. They bring, they bring her uh, in. Bring her in. See, I thought you were going to say the head in the jar from Solo, and I was down. I was like, oh, <laughs> Craig, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about. What do you think? Head in the jar. There was an R5 unit. That was playing the drums. Oh yeah, I saw that. What Who's do you that? think? I my first re- gut reaction was, I hope his name is Drum Two Beat Two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no one like. Li- okay, fine. I like. If it. you can come up with something better, Troy writer. <laughs> <laughs> can't can't on that one. <laughs> um, Troy, how about you? What what's some stuff that that stuck out as uh, uh, wow? All of for uh, the tributes. Like, so when uh, Fennec goes up and wakes up uh, Boba and says, you know, they want to pay tribute to you and everybody comes in. And so you get the Trandoshian that looks like Bosk. And I love that. um, You know, the the sassy child. Like a a pelt of a (laughs) Wookiee. Happy luck, uh, and then uh, I, I think that's supposed to be, uh, oh shit, what's the torture droid's name uh, from Return of the Jedi? Uh, I... Oh, oh eight, God! I was going oh, to say EV ninety nine, but that's the bartender now. Yeah, yeah. it's um. I'll, I'll get. I know the name. Hal Clay. I know you're in the 88. chat. Something like that. How did he walk? How did he uh, walk? Looking at you. Yeah, that's but anyway. So, but having him be there to kind of be the one announcing all of the guests coming in, and and uh, that being Matt Barry. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, can blew my mind. <laughs> I, I recognized uh, his voice immediately, and it like, first of all, I was like. Fucking Matt Berry is in Star Wars, but then I was also disappointed because I was like, "Oh, I want Matt Berry to be a more important character in Star Something Wars." Else. Yeah, <laughs> real salt of the earth, that guy. Yeah. Well, uh, he could be uh, reoccurring, so I mean, sure. Yeah. And he's like, he's a, he's a, I don't know, he's one of those uh, characters we all know just because of the toys. I th- right. more so like, like you know, yeah, that's cool. I don't know, that'd be cool. I would love and, to get that role. And from torturing the feet of, of poor droids, you know. Yeah. Poor gonk droids. Yeah. But so I, I thought that whole scene was great. And it really set up like it kind of was the good lead into here's how Boba and Fennec are going to start running things. And I love that Fennec is like by his side and telling him, don't do that. 
don't, and he just is not listening right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, those two are gonna fight. Mm-hmm. I think at some point, um, I think she's gonna have enough of his shit. And- were you guys referring uh, the droid you're referring to? I, I missed it. Are you talking about the one that was kind of like the the one introduced? Who was announcing all- everybody? Yeah, yeah with that's the, with eight, a really narrow face. Eight D eight, right? Is that? I mean, that's, that's the original one. Yeah, yeah but yeah, in yeah. the chat, so Jason and. And a couple other people are saying it's UK to be according to IMDb, but I don't IMDb, you know, you never know. That could have been old. Could have been UB40. Red, red, red. <laughs> um, it's not UB40. It's Although, UK47. Maybe somebody brought some red, red wine for uh, a tribute. Um, I was expecting Jack Black to show up and be like, this is just a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. I thought all of that was really cool. It, it's it allows them to kind of cycle through do a little bit of character building, show you what Bob is all about. Also give you some fun, like winks and nods. And then um, the character the was it the twilight looking guy who came in and was twilight looking guy. No, that was just a twilight. A twilight. Yeah, the major was, domo. Yeah. On yeah. Behalf of the mayor, that guy. Yeah. yeah so let's, that, t- that seems like it's going to have big implications. So let, let's talk sure. about yeah, that. Yeah. Conflict, future conflicts. Gonna uh, come Jake, do I, I thought that guy was pretty funny. Did you I think like- this? Yeah, go yeah no, I like that guy. And I, I, I tried to look him up because he he like sort of seemed familiar to me, but I don't, I don't know who that actor is. But uh, yeah, that whole thing was cool. And, it, and it's it's sh- clearly setting up a big issue within the show. Uh, I'm excited to kind of see who this who the fucking mayor is, you know, if he's. It- right that's going to be the thing like they i think they gave the mayor a name didn't they they th- there was a name but i can't i don't know yeah. he's, the, he's, he's the hammerhead in the trailer isn't he oh Let's maybe that's isn't he? Is. I don't know. that's what hal says but <laughs> well, what is <laughs> hal no. is what hal is just a photoshop <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i i was actually kind of hoping the mayor was going to be watto because they're in mos espa uh, right he's that would be amazing did you see how much he aged in between phantom menace and attack of the clones he was dead before revenge yeah. of the sith he was <laughs> really recognize annie hey speaking of attack of the clones <laughs> we live in a world where they're flat out giving us like attack of the clones flashbacks in star wars shows and people are all and about it. Lo- we love it i was yes. like yes, yes young boba fett i've been wanting to see that and i wanted like, to see the up angle shot of him holding his dad's helmet but again that proves my point episode two is the epicenter of star wars <laughs> one of the things that this episode does and, and mandalorian did it a lot is like having droids like from the prequel series era mixed in with like original trilogy stuff. And it just kind of, you know, it just pulls it together for me. Like they're, whenever they're walking around, there's a couple other droids that you're like, those are right out of the prequels. Right. But, right. But putting them in and mixing all that, both like levels of uh trilogies together. It, I, yeah. I like that stuff. Were those pit <laughs> Haven't seen any were, like be- putting his armor on? Oh, sorry. Oh, the Greg. wardrobe droids. Yeah. Were yeah. They, I'm just calling them wardrobe droids because yeah. I think, I want toys of them. If Hasbro doesn't give me a two pack at the next <laughs> fan first Friday, it's going to be a goddamn riot. Hey, I like I like droid. Boba's new. Uh, I like his new outfit with the black underneath and like the shiny yeah. or it looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We that scene was very cool with like the assembly of it. It's got like that Schumacher feel of watching everything be put on, but yeah. it's also like <laughs> they didn't show the yeah, that Schumacher what, feel. What if he's got nipples? 
Um, yeah, well, we didn't see that. But also, let's just I want to say that I'm I'm happy for for Boba being back and like kind of like taking the role and being awesome in it. Um I know there was some like annoying uh things being said about uh Boba when he returned to uh, Mandalorian. So I think it's really cool that it's like Well, I think back. I think Boba Fett is a character that like you know, not everybody feels this way or has not always, but like I think Star Wars fans have always considered him like a beloved character. Like um, I think people like Jake, I, I don't disagree in your opinion over the years of asking like, okay, well what, why? And I think for a lot of right. people, they just saw Boba Fett at a young age and thought he was really cool looking and took a, took a liking mm-hmm. to right. him. Right. But that's um, exactly it though. Cause he is cool looking. And yeah. He's another one of those characters too, where we knew nothing about him. So we got to like, yeah. again, it comes down to head cannon filling, got to feed your imagination with that character. He's your snake eyes in that weird way, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's a G.I. Joe reference that Jake also hates. So, <laughs> going to throw that. Oh, I thought you, I thought you had the Nick Cage movie with Ernie Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, they are bringing in droids from the other trilogies. Haven't seen a lot of BB 8 units running around the John Favreau universe so far. Just putting it out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Good point. Um, yeah. I, I do, but I do think that these shows like will build towards, we're going to see more sequel trilogy stuff kind of injected as it goes like we are seeing more like rogue one aliens and like we are seeing more of those sequel trilogy aliens kind of showing up in these shows so i mean they're they're slowly starting to integrate them but not in big strides i want to talk about this real quick one of the one when the sequel trilogy was coming out and you know force awakens came out and they would have like maz uh, kanata's cantina and all that stuff they made it a point to really create a lot of new characters not a lot not a lot of the same species we've seen in aliens and stuff like that and it was a point of contention for a lot of classic star wars fans who were like new stuff is great but like it would be (laughs) ryan's like me uh and troy i don't know if you had any feelings about that kind of stuff um but now it really seems like mandalorian book of boba fett they're really leaning into showing you new stuff but also a healthy dose of the stuff you might be familiar with like we didn't see bosk but we saw somebody who's bosk's species and yeah. we liked it and pe- and and it's exciting or you throw in like we spent five minutes talking about max rebo he was on the screen for 30 seconds but it felt good knowing he's doing okay and he's just mm-hmm. doing his thing so <laughs> troy he has very expressive eyes he does. like a beanie he baby does. <laughs> he does oh should we talk about beanie babies um next time it's our other podcast that we're That's co- the other, recording. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Beanie Baby Babies. Um, Book of Beanie Babies. Book of Beanie, Beanie Baby Babies. Bumpers. Uh, but Troy, I kind of wanted to like, as a, as a, a writer and uh, a content creator and somebody who's passionate about Star Wars, do, do you fall in line with any, this is the right way to do it? Do you understand why uh, maybe J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy didn't want to go down that road at first and now they're maybe coming around to it. I just kind of want to get your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of tricky. It's, it's the same sort of like we're, we're living in this time now where in the span of four months, we had a ghostbusters film that was a legacy sequel that had all of that iconography that you saw and you were familiar with the matrix just came out uh, last week and same thing. It's all based upon that nostalgia and, and showing you things that you loved from the nineties and trying to incorporate them into something new that will continue to branch things out. So half of the reviews that I saw this morning of Book of Boba Fett were it's a healthy dose of nostalgia and it, it hits all the notes. And it's like, but th- this is not that's not the only selling point of it now like that. Mm-hmm. It's expanding upon a story 
that we all grew up on in the 80s and then uh you know kids in the next generation who grew up with the prequel trilogy went back and watched the home videos and and that's not really their trilogy but they respect it so it it's it's tough because they have to now feed into people who love the original trilogy they have to feed into people who love the prequels they need to feed into people who love the sequel trilogy and there's a lot of people that jumped on at mandalorian so you know you have four not separate fandoms, but four different entry points uh, that are now feeding into this one conduit. So you have to kind of give everybody a little bit of something. So I think us talking about Max Rebo and, and 8D8 and uh, seeing the Sarlacc pit and, and, and Bobo crawling up from that. Well, even just seeing Twi'leks and Rodians. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Seeing those, those aliens we haven't seen, uh, you know, since the prequels, right? Did we see a Rodian or? Oh we yeah. Twi'leks we saw a lot of them. See him a lot in the Clone Wars, yeah. Yeah, um, but so it's it's like that that fed into that group, and then the people that that really dug Mandalorian. If you watch this, it kind of plays just like that first pilot episode of of the Mando show because you're trying to bring those people back in or bring in the casual viewers and get them to care about stuff. Uh, so, man, it's it's hard, and they only had thirty five minutes to do it. I think it was like right. a thirty five minute show, thirty eight minute show. So. Uh, real quick. I respected it. it. It crammed a lot into that tiny amount of time. Matthew Hennig says, Disney wanted to use new characters to avoid paying George Lucas legacy royalties, but I think they've given up. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's true. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, if Matthew says so, I, I agree with him. Um, <laughs> but um, it's an interesting thought. Like I, I understand wanting... That's kind of where we are with, with all of these IPs is trying to strike a balance between new and old and fan service and is fan service good is it bad does it does it even mean anything does right? it exist or yeah yeah exactly. is it even an entity like jake is, you think it's a thing isn't it fan service by saying star wars sorry jake yeah. i mean it's definitely no, 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 it, it's right. star wars yeah. yeah no i mean it doesn't even it doesn't make sense to like when you're talking about something like star wars where there's all of these races and aliens and characters and droids and there's all these different planets and we're on tatooine for the purposes of the plot uh it doesn't make sense for it to be all new like it only makes sense for it to be a mix of stuff we've already seen and new stuff right. because that's just how it would be and and i and i like that they uh bring in stuff even from the movies or scenes that maybe i didn't like because when the writing's good something that mandalorian did a lot like with boba fett um, when the writing's good and you bring in stuff from maybe the movies or or pieces of movies that maybe didn't go over as well, it makes you kind of forgive it a little bit. And it, it made me like forgive, you know, there, there are scenes in Mandalorian and even in the sequel trilogy that it like, oh, it makes me kind of forgive things that I hated in the prequels, you know, so it elevates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Clone Wars. Clone Wars did that. Like it made me love the prequels far more just because it filled in all of that backstory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the the ultimate is gonna and not to get too off base, but when um when uh Obi Wan comes out, it oh. is gonna be like the ultimate. There's gonna be you just Service know game. it's gonna be flashbacks. You know it's gonna be Ahsoka and and Hayden Christensen's oh gonna be God. there. And it's just it and it's gonna me. be it's yeah. gonna be so good. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I guess we should mention this, you know, uh, this show has all the ingredients of the Mandalorian. Uh, it's, it was last night's episode was written by John Favreau. Uh, we know Robert Rodriguez, uh, of, um, 
you know, uh, Spy Kids fame uh, and other things. Uh, well, Desperado. Uh, there was a lot of Desperado. Yeah, there was like, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Some some of the stuff made me think of Desperado. Yeah. yeah. And then the music. I can't. Uh, Ludwig. I can't. It's the same. Gorenson or something like that. Uh, and the Mandalorian music is like oh, that Mandalorian has become my Star Wars entry point. Like that's the best. That's my favorite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I'm sure the Jedi doesn't exist anymore to correct. Yeah, no, no, no. Mandalorian's no. a star. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um so yeah, I really so let's let me let's start breaking down the plot a little bit. Let's talk about Fennec Shan, the return of Fennec. She like you want to talk about new because that's not that has no roots in in old Star Wars. Abby, break, tell me about Fennec. Dude, I mean, I was watching Fennec on uh, the Bad Batch. Like, very it feels recently. It was probably a year could have been a year. When it came yeah. out. No one knows. Um, I think that she's a fantastic character and is extremely um, like unpredictable. Uh, the fact that she's like kind of goes rogue and does her own thing as like a mercenary or whatever, but she is has a good heart and like a well, soft she has spot. a loyalty to Boba, yeah, clearly. A loyalty, um, yeah, it's almost like she's probably endured some difficult stuff in her life and and like has that um empathy, which I think is great. And she's also like a badass. Uh there was a that one of the fighting scenes, um, she like I don't I think she kicks a dude, but like the the look of glee on her face and like she shows her teeth. It's just like she really gives it all on screen. When she threw the dude like, on the shield it yeah, looked, I think that's like what I'm painful. About. And then she does her parkour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, did Boba Fett disintegrate a guy? He did. Yeah. yeah. No yeah. disintegrators. The guy that's like climbing up. That. Darth is like, what did I say? <laughs> um, so, yeah, Fennec's great. Um, I think she's a somebody who was introduced very briefly in Mandalorian then obviously had a major role in season two. Over, like, it's just she's one She's appeared in Bad Batch since she's then as Bad well. Batch. And mm-hmm. I was excited to see her. Like, she's... Obviously, this is about her and Boba, and we're gonna pro- probably learn a little bit more about why that loyalty exists. I'm a guessing. Omega. Uh, well, that's why. Can we can we also talk about how <laughs> she shows up in the Lucasfilm logo now too? Like she is that important that her her face mask is right there with the stormtrooper and Darth yeah. Vader and stuff. Yeah, and, and that flashes. Is uh, Captain yeah. Phasma on there? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Constable Zuvio, is that you? <laughs> Uh, I mean, he did appear. Uh, he was, he was in the yeah. Street. Did you see him go by? Yeah, he was in this Zuvio again. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. made it again. Hey, oh, it's so you good. know how the Constable Zuvio Black Series figure was like the biggest joke forever. As soon as that character appeared in that first episode of season two Mandalorian, I moved it from my Force Awakens shelf to my Mandalorian <laughs> shelf, gave it a prominent <laughs> space. <laughs> I'm all about Zuvio, now. but I love um, that he's appearing everywhere. Yeah, he's I great. love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like Waldo. <laughs> put him in the logo. Yeah, just put him in everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, Fennec. Any other thoughts on her and and what what she had going on in this episode? I mean, the scene Abby was just referencing was in the the main timeline where a bunch of like mercenary dudes attack uh, Boba and and her. Can we kind of talk about how she's loyal, but she does she's she's also kind of stern with Boba. Like they're, they're not like, they don't talk like buddy, buddy. She's very like stern with him. Like what's a good, get your pants on. There's people outside with gifts. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's tough. Yeah. 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 And I I like, I like the crime Lord dynamic. Like I like that. They're like, it's like the Sopranos. Like they're going around to all the local businesses to to pick up their, uh, comparison. I'm going to be a nice guy and people will respect me. She's like, (laughs) fucking kill him. 
right? She's Boba Fett has some of that Anakin. He's like, I wish I could be their leader and make them. They'd all listen to me and I'd tell them what to do. Um, so, okay. Let's get into some of the backstory of Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit, getting mixed up. And he, he basically is imprisoned by the, Tuscan Raiders. Is that what? What is that? He gets jacked by the Jawas. That one Jawa, like, takes the end of the freaking gun and knocks him out. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Jawas robbing him of his armor. Jacked by Jawas. So (laughs) funny. I loved that. But what's great? He got rolled. That's in the aftermath book too. It was kind of funny how like echoes of that aftermath book started coming back, seeing these because that's where um, Cobb Vanth ends up getting the armor from is from the Jawas, and that's oh. how. So that leads into what we saw at the beginning of season two in Mando. Um, so it was cool to just kind of see this. It's like, oh man, they really are the canon within the books. Really is connected to this. They're they're really thinking this shit out and showing it uh, on screen. Yeah, I still they kind of reminded me was. of. Uh... Uh, Jawas of Doom. There was like an old Marvel comic for Star Wars that came out after Return of the Jedi where uh, you know, Boba Fett rockets out of the Sarlacc pit. He crashes. The first thing that happens is a bunch of Jawas are like, we're going to take him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the Jawas were watching the whole sail barge thing kind of like like absolutely 100%. <laughs> yeah. People are watching they're the all... Death Star battle at the bar. <laughs> oh, there's definitely a local sports thing where they're just watching like Jabba throw like yeah. people into Sarlacc pits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were ready. Pit, grilling. <laughs> That's grilling. What I, want. I want that. I want him. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Dibbs. Having a rooftop yeah. barbecue on yes. there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's well, there's a community there they like there's a community yes community of just jerk jawas well you pass down those traditions and yeah oh uh katie i'm gonna take that so yeah uh, i i liked all these different tuscans seeing all their different uh kind of wardrobe you know in the in the original trilogy they're all just wearing the same thing um but they they're they're very cool in this and especially the Whoever the like leader is, the sh- I want to say it's a shaman. He looks so cool. Yeah, he or mm-hmm. she like they look amazing. Like I love that character with the, with yeah, the I know necklace thing. Yeah, he's and got the that design. necklace who gives Boba the water thing. Like he, yeah, he, he like passes so it over. Cool. Like here you are, bud. Yeah, that's a and, great uh, moment. The woman that kicks Boba's ass <laughs> yeah. is oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do miss the female Tuscan Raiders from. Well, I was about to two. ask. I was about to ask you about that. They they kind of change in 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 episode two. All the females look as very way, and I didn't see any that were wearing that in this. I they think it's a complete. It. I I think this kind of proves now we've got different tribes with different yeah. looks mm. because these ones had different tents than what we saw in episode two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like you said, they have like the black, which looks so awesome. It looks good. And yeah. that that what twelve thirteen year old with the giant big eyes and the. Yeah. Where he looks like he had to grow into his helmet, the boy and his dog. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, it was. Oh, oh I scene, love Tuscan Raiders. They're so that's, cool. That scene with the dog when he's uh, watching it and it's watching him, but he's he like doesn't care that it's staring at him. He's still <laughs> and it just slowly starts walking towards him. I love. Yeah, that. the massives. <laughs> yeah, the massives. Great. Now, Abby, the massives. Yeah, is that the creature yeah. we read about? Um, I don't have it in this. It's it is called a massive, which is like kind of 
reminiscent, I think. Abby's got dog. this book that talks about Well, the- I have a book which I, I, I talked about on um the bad bitches uh back when we were running that. And this is like Is this that depressing about- book where Yeah, the basically it's essentially there's a page in here. Cliff or something. <laughs> the Bantha and uh the Tuscan Raider have a symbiotic relationship and when a, when the Bantha is wed or excuse me, when the Tuscan Raider is wed, the Bantha also takes a partner and whenever the whenever one of them dies the other one commits suicide yeah in like tandem yeah the bantha if if a tuscan raider dies the bantha launches itself off a cliff yeah it's hilarious it's all it's all pretty dirty it's all stuff canon. none of it's canon it's but all it's all in this book. book um what is the the greedo dude that's also a uh, prisoner uh with uh, uh what, what, what an their, asshole what is their species called Ro- rodian rodian yeah mm-hmm. um they yeah i mean First of all, Boba escapes, which is awesome. And then he offers, he's like, hey, I can help you. And the guy's like, I don't want help. Just I like being a prisoner. Him. He yeah. tells on yeah. Um Pretty intense scenes. I really like that stuff. Dude, the makeup work was really good. Like, man, Boba looked rough. Crispy. <laughs> he yeah. looked yeah. really, Dusty. really rough. Yeah. He looked like E.T. when he was dying in a lake. <laughs> 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 Yes. He did. Yeah. He really did. did. That's In the creek there, there's Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so I'm trying to kind of piece together how that all goes. So he gets captured again. How do they end up? I watched it twice. How do I not know this? How do they end up at the scene at the end where they're digging? The, oh, that's kid, what it is. So the kid, the kid, the kid just mm-hmm. takes them. The kid says, fuck it. I'm taking these guys. And then well, they, they go out to this like there's just a house and uh, there's a family who are being like ransacked by biker space gang who are wearing like leather jackets in swoop bike gang. Uh, what? Yeah. what is that? It's, it's a swoop bike. That's, that's a callback to uh, shadows of the empire. Like, yeah. You played the N64 bike. game and I read the book. Like, I loved yeah. that they were like in leather jackets with their like yeah. patches on the back and shit. That's that really was cool. Yeah. So I think this leads us to one of the most important questions that I had coming out of this episode. And I need this panel of people to help me discuss and figure out what the fuck are these water pods? Why are they in the, why are they in the sand? I don't understand. Is it a nut? That's so this is what Kat brought up. If it is a nut under the sand, there's ant life around. What is, what are they? I think Beach coconuts. Hold on, let me read Cat's comment. Can we talk about this water pot thing? So satisfying in a Willy Wonka edible plant kind of way. Yes, very satisfying. I agree with mm-hmm. that. Um, do do we know what those are? It's like a a potable, like a portable, like you put your water. I believe this is what I you, was wondering. You think whether people it, are putting the water in and then burying and these? Storing it, yes, because of the high temperatures. I don't know if the, what the refrigeration situation is. So I would well, imagine no markers you, though to know, you know you, they're in the exactly. desert. Well, it, maybe it's the kind of thing where if if some if you stumble upon someone's camp or something, um, or at their homestead, you could maybe I imagine just digging for water is just what like that that's how they store it is what my guess was. I didn't know whether it was a vessel that they created and like a uh, pottery type of thing or if it was like a, a that vegetable seems husk. Ludicrous Listen. to me. Boba Fett when he finds one, he cracks it open. It makes me think that whatever they are. Just naturally have it's like water. a coconut with water inside. Right. Yeah, I, Abby, okay. I so like... you think it's a grown? It's a plant that 
produces water. I just, did I just did that creature just accumulate from. them? The big hairy housing character, that creature, did it accumulate them and put them around while it was hibernating? Oh, then how did they know? That's what I'm how saying. did they know where yeah. to dig? Like how did I don't understand? Don't There's know. so many. Isn't it's, it's weird that we're watching fucking Star Wars and this is what we're we're hung yeah. up on the, the where's water the water pods. coming from? I think we've all gone understand them at all. Is it yeah? Is it self sustaining and organic like plant life? It makes no sense. Is it? I so I think we're circling it. All right. I do like, from a creative standpoint, I like your idea that it, it's like a, a it's, man-made thing. Yeah, because refrigeration. But I don't think that's what it is. But it could, if you want it to be, it can be. I want well, it. And then why Why would you have it's moisture not. farmers? Like, Kat, Kat brought it up, too. Like, why would you have the, the Skywalker farm that has the moisture evaporators that are pulling in the moisture from the air and turning them into water? Like... If that grows somewhere or is something natural, why don't you why don't you have farms of that? That's right. what Maybe I don't they do. Either. Maybe yeah. they Maybe have they like yeah. tractors that they like scoop these things up and hoping not to get one of those. Right. But where's the, the where did they come eat. from? Where's the rest of the plant? There's just a <laughs> there's just a nut full of water just in the dirt. That, it that's a space peanut. Sense. That's why I think it's a story. It's a space thing. nut. It's a canteen. <laughs> But Abby, but that makes no sense because who would just bury them randomly in the desert where there's literally the desert's mild? The whole planet is a desert. You wouldn't know where they were at. Weren't they like surrounded, surrounding that creature that looks like the yeah. Harry Hasen? Well, but they didn't know that motion was there, right? Well, they didn't know that creature there. was there. No, maybe that creature put them there. So that that's creature. what I'm saying. Yes. Hey, the whole saga is flawed. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I don't want this anymore. <laughs> I don't want this SJW no nut burial. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, that creature straight up is the Kraken. It just it is straight yeah. up the Kraken from uh, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Like, yeah. almost yeah. identical, except for it doesn't have. It even moves like tail. it's a. Mm-hmm. Like it was War done, arms. like with like go motion. The I better clash say that correctly. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Clash of the Titans yeah. is what I meant. I said Jason. Mm-hmm. Martin, yeah. But no, same idea though. That Phil Tippett kind of like, yeah. you know, puppetry, mm-hmm. and that it even moved like it. But I think it the... was it practical. It was when he's like strangling the puppet with the. It, he's like ch- choking out Jabba again with the chain. Yeah. That was that was like dude in a rubber mask. It looked like it. Yep. Same with the way it walked. Like when it would go from like four arms to like right. four legs and the way it moved, it just looked like an old how, 70s style yeah, monster. How Clay says it. it's a forearm Ymir. Ymir. It, it is, but Ymir is also, uh, you know, the, the, the Kraken is also a forearmed Ymir. They have the same head. Mm. So, yeah. So we agree it looks awesome. Well, you know, it, it looks it awesome. Kinda, yeah. It kinda, yeah. It harkened back to the first episode of. Uh, the Mandalorian last year where he fought the crate dragon. Um, a little bit smaller scale, but still <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Or, or the well, I like it when it's just kind of like the, gozers, yeah. not gozers. I guess it would be Zool's hands out of the, out of the sand. Yeah. That's a cool moment. You had to bring it up, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> Can I you know, you can't emotionally handle Ghostbusters talk. It's throwing me off that the chat looks like they keep saying MailChimp. And me too. I, like, I, I feel like we need to have an ad for MailChimp. MailChimp. I could do it. <laughs> Are you a small business looking to accelerate your marketing needs? Where's Randalorian? He knows. Anyways. 
Um, I, uh, yeah, I thought I thought that creature was really cool. Um, something that Mandalorian did last year, the first couple episodes, is almost like they had a creature of the week kind of thing, which was yeah. awesome. Season two was like that. Um, yeah, and I think uh, I think that man again, they set up a good amount in this episode, but really. We don't know necessarily where the story's going. We know that there's going to be some sort of power struggle. We know the players. Now, I was reading something. <laughs> um, I was reading something earlier. Did they drop the name of a city or a town that. Mos Espa. Uh, yeah, but I thought it was something else. There's like something else that. Alec yeah, it starts with, starts with an A. They, they talk about. Uh, it's in that article you sent me. Um, I'll have to figure out what that was. I think it's where they're going to go look for the power converters. <laughs> Tashi Station? I think they're going to go to Tashi Station. Go to Tashi Not Station? Anchorhead? Um, Anchorhead. 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 That's it. It's Anchorhead. But when do That's they reference the power converters help to me? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when, Luke says that to Obi-Wan. I can get you as far as Anchorhead. Yeah, yeah, but they say that they say Anchorhead at some point in this episode of Book of Boba. Yeah, he says the that. same thing to the Rodian. We're so close to Anchorhead. I'll just take you there and we'll. Uh, Isn't that what he says? There you go. That's right. how they get off world. Yeah. Am I right? No, the, I think I think you're right. I mm-hmm. think you're right. Um, so I mean again, cool little callbacks, things that get you thinking. Um was it was it a big reveal? I don't know. Maybe this is just me pandemic brain. Was it a big reveal that Jabba's Palace Palace is in Mos Espa? I don't recall that from like anything. Uh, you mean like the actual that, location of yeah, it that, that his palace that. was near most i mean you see him at the pod race obviously right, like right, he's yeah. presiding yeah. over the pod race which is in most espa yeah. but i didn't know that right. his palace was there that's no that, i mean that yeah i mean it makes, that makes sense i mean they just have he doesn't have to go far to catch the boot yeah. to eve <laughs> the boot. <laughs> well oh, i don't think yeah. greg proops's character is the mayor well, it's hey, everybody. It's me, the mayor of Moses. So, looking at the landscape of the season that we've got coming up, one thing that I'm wondering is: we know that this is kind of uh, a standalone go-between between Mandalorian season two and three. Um, do you think we're going to get any hint or crossover with some of those other Mandalorian characters uh, to to kind of build up? Uh, some of that story or you think this is going to be kind of a standalone that doesn't really go back down that road i mean part of part of me wants to say no just because the seasons are so short and it's like do we have time to be dedicating any kind of time to another show but uh i i feel like it's absolutely yes there there will be some sort of crossover right i could see Cobb vance showing up that would just seems like not but not just that would in a, be cool well, He'll show up while he's clearly got to show up in some sort of flashback, right? In one of his yeah, back to where, back where did they, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to, but where do they leave him off in season two? I can't remember. He just, just gave his, him the armor and was down. like, Yeah, thanks yeah. for helping me out there, bud. Yeah, he's, just, armor and, he's just the sheriff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See your ass down the road. Yeah. I don't know. I it'll be I mean, I think maybe maybe Ahsoka deals with the, the Mandalorian side of things more than this. Um, yeah, so Cobb Vanth, I could see showing up. Maybe Peli. Peli Moto, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just have yeah. a feeling. Watto? Uh, I would not be surprised if Boba gets in a bind at some point and Mando shows up in some yeah. form. Yeah. 
Which would be that's what it's what you want. It's a, yeah. What if it's right. not Mando? What if someone like the armorer shows up? Sure. That'd be cool. Mm. I mean, how do the Mandalorians feel? I, I again, I'm, I'm, I'm. Do they accept Boba Fett, or are they still annoyed with him? No, there was that whole thing with uh, um, Costco Reeves, and, and they they were really upset that he was a clone. You know <laughs> that it was like you're not purebred Mando. Uh, you're a yeah. mudblood. Yeah. yeah. God. So I wonder if that will play into it. That's that's a good point. Yeah. So there's a lot there's a lot they can uh, go into, but obviously, for now, it's going to be exploring what's going on with this power dynamic on Tatooine, and somebody's going to have an issue with it very quickly. And I that's going to lead into. I wonder. I wonder if there's going to be like a main, you know, villain or a main antagonist for for him, or if it's outside just of the mayor. Yeah, exactly. Like if Mayor some, Goldie Wilson. I mean, they, that's that's you know what is it? Eight episodes? They're, they have to. Seven. Yeah, they got to establish that kind of thing pretty quickly. And and we're still in that time. So what's interesting to me is it's still in that time period. You know, seven eight years after Return of the Jedi. I mean, I, this might be bold prediction, but the history's there with Jabba and with Boba Fett. I would not be any surprised. That's a terrible sentence. I'm just going to go with <laughs> it. I would not be any surprised. No, I would not be surprised at all if Han Solo shows up at some point mm. on the show. Mm. Uh, Alden Orlando. <laughs> Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Um, Orlando. I do not think it will be Alden. Orlando. <laughs> Orlando will show up. I would not, uh, no, uh, what I about Orlando Kira? is going to be in this now. Uh, I want or Kira. Her. Could Kira show up? She's part of her. another. Yeah. Yeah, uh, black sound. Like yeah. I bet Darth Maul, knowing uh, what we saw in, yeah. in Solo, Darth Maul's and... already dead. Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah. It would be, be Kira. it would be Kira then. Yeah. Which yeah. I I you know what out of everything from Solo, if they were going to explore something more, um, I think Kira is is somebody who who I think she's a good enough actress and an interesting enough character. I remember earlier when I said I really like when they take stuff from the Star Wars I didn't like and make me like <laughs> they can leave Solo out. That one, oh. we can just leave that one alone. No, what? Okay, here it is. Let me give you three options. Let's say Han Solo shows up at some point, cameo okay. similar to Luke Skywalker. Here's your three options: one, just pure Aaron Reich, just Alden Aaron Reich playing Han Solo. That's your uh -huh. first option. Two. De-aged Harrison Ford. Three, okay. Alden Ehrenreich with a Harrison Ford CGI face. <laughs> Can they yeah. do whatever, just do whatever uh, Afterlife did for their, for, for, for their. Okay, Ernie Hudson's playing on Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, think I'd want Ehrenreich. I don't, I don't, I didn't know. Okay. I didn't think he was a very good Han Solo. No, but the also series is going to end with him and Fennec. Going by the old Lars homestead, and yeah. Ray's gonna be there burying the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Forty See, years like poetry. It rhymes. Um, <laughs> yes. But what, I, is, what if the Book of Boba is like gonna take Aaron Reich and like make us all love him again? No, that hold on, real quick. Possible. I want to get to that, but what I love, let's the the burying lights. Everything makes no sense because the timelines aren't right. But <laughs> okay. what if it was she's burying him? And someone's like, what is she doing? They're like, she comes out every day and buries these lightsabers and then digs them up and buries them <laughs> up. And fills them with water day. and you don't know she, why. 
she looks over and she sees the force ghosts of Luke and Leia. Yeah, uh, but it's just Boba Fett and Finnick. Yeah. It's not actually Luke and Leia. They're like, what? no, we just stack watermelons. Staring at us. Yeah. Uh, their jobs are walk back and forth with plate glass window. <laughs> <laughs> Turns oh, out that's all the sequels the are. It's just in her head. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the Truman Show. Oh, <laughs> Can I um, can I float something out to everybody? Like, yeah, please. The whole the the showing the flashback from Attack of the Clones of him holding his father's head and the whole implication that Mace Windu killed my father. I always had this headcanon that Boba Fett hated Jedi and he had the Padawan braids and all the shit that's on the toys that like he hates Jedi. Are we gonna go down that path here? Like, I kind of started getting that sense in the first like five ten minutes that he was gonna be pissed off about Jedi and start like once he amassed some power. And then here's maybe Luke Skywalker is uh, training some Padawan learners. He's going to go try to start some shit. Kill like, do you, do you think that that's where this goes? Man, I can't see him going after Grogu because they had like, but again, these people just because they had that bond and he's like, I owe him my life. Like once that's done, he's like, all right, well now I'm going to kill you. I don't. Yeah. But anymore. except, except they've made Boba Fett a good guy. Mandalorian made him a good guy. And he's, you know, everybody likes, you know, they, they know that uh, the the larger Star Wars community loves Boba Fett and Mandalorian, like, kind of turned him around and made him, yeah. like, very lovable. Turn. And, yeah, he had a face turn. So I don't think it makes any sense for mm. once he finally gets his own show, they're going to be like, hey, you know what? Fuck those Jedi. You know, no, I think, <laughs> I think he's a I think he's a stern, you know, but he's he's a good guy now. I this think is a good it. one from, from yeah, Kyle. He's been through a lot. Anakin would love his saber berries. <laughs> <laughs> no, he loves it. It gets oh, everywhere. It no, Troy, I I see what you're saying. I mean, he, you know, it. it I I think with with what they've done with, I kind of agree with Jake in the sense that I, I they've kind of put in some work now to get, like Boba Fett was bad for the first you know 39 years of Star Wars, and now he's you're kind of rooting for him, and he's good, and and you know, yeah, he you know, transported Han Solo and Carbonite and all that, but we, we can forgive job. that. Yeah. That was just a job. They, you know, they've already right. showed us. He's just trying to get money. Like the whole, the, the first episode of Mandalorian, that's all it's about is just like, give me the next job. What pays most? Like right, that right. was just, he doesn't, does he even remember who Han Solo is? It's just his job. Probably. Not. <laughs> he remembers like, I mean, probably could put him in the star like that, but. Like if, if, if Mace Windu, if Samuel L. Jackson some way, somehow survived falling out of that Coruscant window, yeah. you, you could, it, it, nothing feeds more into the Western vibes of Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett than revenge. Uh, yeah, so it's sure. like if he learns that the guy that killed his father, his father uh, is still alive. Yeah, he's he's going to take Fennec and be like, we're going to kill him. I can uh, listen. I could buy that, that happening for sure. Heard. I could I could buy that happening for sure, but I guarantee you yeah. the only way that ends is like uh kind of like him letting that go. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna there's no way we're gonna see Boba Fett killing any Jedi. It's just not happening. Unless it's Cal Kestis. He's like <laughs> he's like my boy Cal. Mace, do you think my father deserved to die? Yes, he deserved to die. Oh, <laughs> oh, and then, what is hell? What is this? What is hell? What is this hell? What is hell? If he deserved to die, then why did you team up with all his clones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good point. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, yeah. 
Listen, let's not start trying to figure out plot holes in Star Wars. Um, well, we're, we're at the hour mark. I mean, I want to get, make sure everybody gets all their, their points in, but there's not really that much more to unpack in this episode. So maybe we can start kind of winding down, give some final thoughts and predictions and, and kind of tee up the rest of uh, the rest of the season. Abby. Yeah. You watched it twice. How you I feeling? I sure did. I'm feeling good. Um, Maybe looking forward to a little bit more of like the, the conflict, the setup that we're getting to. Um, but I really love the cast of characters that were introduced in this episode. And I feel like I know and am familiar with most of them enough. And uh, there's that, I like we've talked about the mixing of different eras and different parts, different entry points, as you said, Troy. Um, so I, mean, I just like to see this big amalgam. Um, like, and, and also let's talk about how wonderfully produced the show is, how the sound, the, just the credits at the end with the artwork. It, it's all just a treat to be uh, getting into. Yeah. So I'm really grateful to have it back. I um, really wish I could watch these like at a movie theater. Yeah. We stayed up till 3 a.m. Yeah. last night, Craig and I, uh, to watch it. It was we an did. event. Mostly because I was up till 4 a.m. the night before just scrolling on eBay. I was like, well, if I could stay up for <laughs> eBay, I could stay up for Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, before we go, uh, you know, just I wasn't really joking about the Han Solo thing. I really think something like that will happen. Yeah. And I think here's the reason why. As great as the Luke Skywalker moment was last year, you see it on the Marvel Disney Plus shows. It has set a precedent that they can't live up to. So now every time it's a season finale of Falcon Winter Soldier or WandaVision or whatever, you're like, who's going to show up? Magneto's <laughs> going to show up and fight Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think like if they're going to have big moments like that, because I feel, I feel like there's a precedent for it and they can do it and people like it. As obviously. long as it works for the story and they're not doing it for the sake of doing it. Right. Because if nothing like that does happen and the story is still awesome, I think I'll be okay. Right. Yeah, story right. first. Just give me the fucking toys on time. Yes. Oh, I don't want to wait two years. That's another podcast. Well, little, <laughs> little depressing that there's literally. Craig, you no... got the piano ready? I got. Some, I got. <laughs> some some there's no merchandise. There's no toys for Book of Boba Fett at the store. It's crazy. It's it's it's. Is it part of the plan to like make us pine for them more while they're on the TV? I don't know, but I have a feeling they're going to be using this. Uh, uh, supply chain excuse for the next 25 years uh we can get away with it for another year or two but um jake thoughts yeah. going forward are you excited are you are you ready to see what comes next yeah no i'm excited for sure i'm just kind of wondering where you know i i also rewatched the first episode of mandalorian today and you know by the end of that first episode you kind of he has met grogu and you're kind of like okay this is what this show is about i don't really know what boba fett is going to yeah. be about in the long run, you know, other than, other than the, the, the mayor thing, I, I don't know where it's going. And, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all, but that's, that's what I'm most kind of intrigued about is like where the show is going to be seven episodes from now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Troy, how about you? Yeah. I, I, I'm with Jake. I think like, I think that they had so much exposition they had to get in there to create the character of Boba Fett or resurrect the character of Boba Fett, as it may be. But uh, in that first episode that they weren't able to set that up. So I think in the next like one or two episodes, we'll really get a sense of what the trajectory will be. And I kind mm -hmm. of like my big prediction is we're not going to stay on Tatooine this whole time. Like that's I, I think I may be in the minority there that everybody thinks this is going to be like a, a gangster, you know, Godfather, Goodfellas, the mm -hmm. Breaking Bad kind of thing. But 
there's something something's going to happen that's going to make him have to go off world um and i i think that's going to happen sooner than later if it's going to happen but uh so that's my big prediction my other big prediction is it sets up lando or lando which is the uh, Miami Vice uh, kind of spinoff? <laughs> no, it's but called it's Orlando. it's Batu because it's in Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, but no, I, I think I think we will. I, I mean, the more that you guys were talking about Kira and all of the other subsects of like the dark, seedy underworld, underbelly of the Star Wars universe that we have, all of these different factions of crime lords and gangs and stuff like that. And I just, I see Lando sort of like naturally sliding mm. into that. And then maybe it sort of starts whatever that mini series will be. But yeah. I yeah. Think. I mean, I think there's uh, star Wars is in a weird place. Uh, it, I feel like we say that every year, but you know, they announced all these shows on Disney plus day last year. And we know some of them are happening. Like we know Ahsoka's is happening. We know bad batch happened. We know mm-hmm. that, uh, and there's a new one that got well let's talk about that put out there one as well second. yeah I, I always almost call uh obi-wan ewan mcgregor i almost <laughs> always just call it that. ewan mcgregor's coming oh one in the same <laughs> one in the same wow. well let's talk about yeah. that so this this uh uh what was it uh ILM. it was an ilm crew gift yes what and was had, the gift? I've only seen it. It was box. a record player. It's a briefcase, opens up, it's a record player, and on the inside it says Lucasfilm 50th anniversary. And the box for it had every show that is currently in production being worked on. Right. So it's not everything that was listed from Kathleen Kennedy five years ago or whatever that was. Right. Uh, it's everything that's currently being worked on. So it's like Indy 5, Willow, Obi Wan, Bad Batch. And then there was Tales of the Jedi. Right. Mm. What is that? Cal Kestis. <laughs> the Cal- I mean, so the logo mm. was the Return of the Jedi font. Uh, I know it looked just a- like the old Dark Horse comics. Right. It looked like mm. the exact same. So logo. tell me this. What was that? What was Tales of the Jedi in the comics? What was that? it's what High Republic is now, more or less. So Troy, book, so yeah. it's books nobody's reading. <laughs> no, yeah, there were comics yeah, nobody exactly. reading. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. They were actually really good comics, and they have some of the coolest covers I've ever seen. Not that the cover makes the comic, but uh, to me, when I think of Tales of the Jedi, right away my brain goes to those awesome yeah. covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But yeah, it was just old Republic stories. Okay, that's so that's kind of what I thought. Yeah, with uh, especially with how they've been super focused on High Republic lately, like. I don't know. I, I thought maybe it was some sort of a tie into that, or or was just like what they're calling High Republic internally or something. But right, yeah. right, also, yeah. There's no guarantee at the like. It could be a um, like an animated show. Like, be, there's no when, guarantee when, you, that it's, when it's called Tales of the Jedi. That makes me think that every episode's its own thing. You know, like it might right. be. Mm-hmm. That seems like there's not one through line. So. Well, because what I want it to be is Luke Skywalker sitting around a campfire explaining old stories mm-hmm. of the Jedi. I want people. Teenage Yoda and Teenage I, Yaddle. Craig, I want that so badly. Like what you like? <laughs> it's like Tales from the Crypt, but instead of the Crypt Keeper, it's just Luke Skywalker starting and ending every episode. You guys say this, but this that was what young Indiana Jones was. It was Harrison Ford with an eye patch acting all old and telling stories about when he was a kid, and everybody's like, I don't want to watch that. I don't care for that. He's like, Let me tell you about the water. He's like, I want a musical that's about Yoda in high school. Okay. 
and he sings about trying to hook up with Yaddle. That's what I want. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Um, but yeah, Reese too. So this all, all this to say is they have a lot in development. Star Wars on film seems like it's a in a nobody knows where what's going on, right? So right. the Patty Jenkins movie, the movie is got all canceled, but right? delayed. Yeah, it's all but done, gone. The, oh, is it gone? I thought it was it, just delayed. Well, it's been bumped delayed. from the bumped from the production schedule. Rumors of creative differences. Um, it it kind of is interesting because same with the Ryan Johnson trilogy bump from the production schedule the only two confirmed publicly known on the books star wars film projects right now are the taika watiti movie whatever that ends up being and then kevin feige is producing a star wars movie and that's it so really tv is where star wars is at right now and it's really great i'm not mad about that um it's just interesting just something to something to think about so Mm -hmm. anyways um well how do we feel we're all excited can I just say one club? thing? Yeah, go mm-hmm. for it. One thing I hope to see in this is a practical hut. Yeah, that's Ooh. what I want. Right. I want a practical hut. I you can bring back Bosk, Dengar, whoever you want to bring, or you can bring in the Black Sun. We can see Shizor type characters in live action for the first yeah. time, all that kind of stuff. But I really want to see the return of a practical hut. You know what would go good with our Boba Book Club logo is a Pizza Hut style logo that oh, says Practical Hut. Practical Hut. <laughs> so, Dude! I, I want that t-shirt. Let's make that wow. t-shirt now. I should announce this, by the way. If yeah. everybody sees the, the Boba Book Club logo in the top right corner that's covering Jake's face right now. <laughs> we, that's where they always put the stamp on the cover. Why? Uh, <laughs> we do have a vintage style three inch uh, pin buttons of that logo it's just like the old book it logo uh that we're gonna have available um we we i think we got about a hundred they're only gonna be a couple bucks uh just to kind of cover our cost and uh i want my original idea is to make it a challenge like prove that you watched all eight we're gonna give you a clue at the end of every episode and parents sure. have to initial next yes. to each yes. one prove yeah. that you, you gotta check. prove solve the riddle Wait, should we do that? In Canada, yeah. there's like do different it. roles. There's a secret word of the day for each episode. And at the end, you have to submit a form with all eight of the words, and then you'll get a canvas bag and a button. Yes. By the way, the secret word will be posted also, in my reminder <laughs> when the show starts. <laughs> and I'll uh, have it put in there. So you have to be part of group therapy mm-hmm. in order to know what the secret word is. Should we do it that way? And we'll drop no. We'll Wait, drop well, the, we, no, What's the secret word? Should we not have figured that out before the secret the word? This is here's the plan. We're not going to give you the secret word anywhere else, but within the context of the episode. And you have to get all eight to get your free pin. That's Jeez. what we're going to do. That seems like a lot of work for That's us. Too much. Why oh, do we yeah. have? Hey, why don't we have like a character, a cartoon character that appears? And whenever right. that we'll happens. just sell the pins. Okay. But I still want to have a secret Jake's word. Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> today's today's secret, secret word. word today's secret word is Jacob's getting too old for this. Shit. The watery coins. <laughs> no, what was the thing from earlier? Elephant. Yeah. Elephant. Elephant. Uh, elephant. Um, elephant. Um, it was like a vanilla elephant. 
Benelephant. It was Benelephant. Benelephant. Kind of elephant. That's the word of this episode. Thank you, Troy. Yeah, that's the um, word. But anyway, <laughs> write it down. We'll Any those, spelling is accepted. We'll have those buttons available. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting them shipped quickly, so hopefully by Everyone next write down the first word, man. First word is Benelephant. <laughs> We're just going to get a bunch of gibberish words. <laughs> Where are they going to be Spelling sending counts. them? I don't want a bunch of emails or snail they mails. They bum elephant. Contact Craig. Uh, Craig's cell phone number is. I'll give you the first six digits <laughs> of my cell phone. <laughs> no. Yeah, a bunch of letters <laughs> come in like Hogwarts. Hey, you know what'd be funny? <laughs> if at the beginning of an episode I gave out the first five digits of my cell phone number and said, "Whoever could figure out the last two and call me live on the show gets a bonus," <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's gonna happen again. Not doing that. Terrible for everybody <laughs> in your area code. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> somebody keeps going. Yeah, I'm like a couple numbers. That's got the fourth call. Somebody keeps <laughs> screaming but elephant at me. Um, <laughs> so let's do this. Let's call it. I do want to say if you're new to the channel, thank you so much for watching. If you're watching live or if you're watching on the replay, make sure that you are subscribing to the channel leaving us a like on this video that helps us get us uh, more eyes and leave a comment. And uh, we are also going to have this on the regular YHS podcast feed. So wherever you're listening, we appreciate it. Tune in Friday nights, 1030 ish is when we're going to be doing this for the rest of the season. Um, I'm super excited. We're going to have other guests rotating in and out to talk star Wars with us. Troy's going to be with us the entire time. Uh, let's get our other plugs out of the way. Jacob Walsh, if people want to see, I'm going to just put you on the spot. If people want to see your tattoos, where do they go? Oh, uh, Jacob Walsh tattoos on Instagram. There you go. Yeah, if they want to hear your other show there. about other cool things, where do they go? Uh, I think it's on uh, Spotify. Um, it's just uh, YHS on Monster Island. I, you know, I let Jay and Craig handle that side of the thing. Um, yeah, I just do the go. talking. I'm on so many episodes now that I can't do any extra work. So Jake is mostly podcast. YHS on Monster Island. Yeah. If you want to um, hear us talk about monsters. Obviously, we've got Toy Anxiety every Tuesday night at 930 here on the channel. And then Troy... Uh, like I said earlier, Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip, you guys have over six years of backlogged content, incredible Ghostbusters podcast, uh, the best, the beautiful, the only Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip, and uh, you are also a writer and an author, and you have books available. We were at a, well, we were at Acme Toys in Orlando, Florida, and they had a beautiful copy of the Wakanda Files by Troy mm -hmm. Benjamin, and I was like, this is great. That Troy wrote cool. a book and now yeah. it's in the store. Mm -hmm. Send me that picture. And I was like, ah, it's there. It's out there. It's I, out I there. It. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, was that the last, was that your last release? That was the last was one I did. Yeah. Wakanda okay. files is the last book. So you can still pick that up. It's, it's everywhere. And, uh, there's two versions of it. One's got the cool UV light on it that has all the hidden stuff, uh, from, from the war dogs, but yeah. Check check it out. Cool. And other books. Other and other books. books yeah, you yeah, other books. books. They're cool. I got other stuff. Uh, all sorts of neat stuff. But also I want to give a shout out to uh Manscaped. Uh because I need to I feel bad. I was gonna shave because I didn't want to be <laughs> this year. That's fun. Thank you, Troy. Now we yeah. that, that promotion's over, so that's just oh. that's that's just a free shout that's out. Just for Troy, yeah. There you go, Manscaped. Now that's now they owe us. <laughs> now they owe us. This box um, just arrived, you guys. We're gonna sell out. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, do you really have it? You've got a manscaped? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. That's cool. Dang. Um we uh, no Troy, uh, we're we're happy to, to have you here and uh, it's it's great to all talk about Star Wars every week. Mm -hmm. Um, I Glad guess 
until next time, make sure if you've got on Mandalorian armor and you're, you know, in a precarious situation, don't let the Jawas steal it from you. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, don't get drunk in front of Jawas. They will don't pass that around shit. to Jawas. <laughs> Absolutely. Drop your phone. Careful. They'll take it. Vigilant. Well, listen, we appreciate everybody tuning in tonight. For Ryan Dole, Jacob Walsh, Troy Benjamin, and Abigail Gardner. Yeah. My name is Craig Goldberg. This has been the, the Max Rebo two-part band. This is, oh, nice. this is the new Max Rebo song. The new Max Rebo. We will see everybody next week. Benelephant. Benelephant. I feel like I'm at Horror Nights. I like this music. <laughs> I want to be a Benelephant leader. You mean the Horror Nights in Orlando? <laughs> yeah. Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> I love you, Orlando.